0: I think the message to send to our supporters is myself and the staff. We're going to push them even harder than we have done before to make sure that we try and add to the success. I bring here what I bring to every football club I work with, and that is a real clear idea of how I want a team to play. This
1: is the Go Radio Football Show. Call now and voice your opinion 0808 1717 700. Let's go! go, go
2: as the Champions Rangers defend the title for the first time in a decade. They're up against Livingston who were one of the Staraks last season. The other main event is at 8 o'clock in Old Recape, yet Hearts against Celtic. Both games on Sky tomorrow at 3. Newcomers Dundee up against St Mirren who just missed out in top 6 last season and Ross County against the double cup holders St. Johnson, arguably, well surely after Rangers, the huge success story of the season 2021. Yet we're underway. It never stopped all summer, did it? And delighted to say, with us tonight, the former Celtic and Scotland star Davy Provin, and Scotland's top journalist, one of the top, well he's in the top 10 <laughs> or 20. <laughs> no, it's Mark our big signing from last season. Mark, Davy, great to have you on tonight and plenty on the go. Davy, Can you believe we're back at the start of the new season and it's Rangers' title to lose, isn't it?
3: Well, certainly Rangers will be favourites, Paul, that's for sure. But I have to say, I haven't looked forward to a season like this for some time. I think we've got all the big guns. We've got three derbies, you know, as we go through the season, everything to look forward to here. Yeah.
2: You love the fact we've got Dundee, Dundee United, Hibs and Hearts, and Rangers and Celtic as well. Because, Mark, you do forget it's a long time since we've had uh, all the major, the biggest cities involved with all their teams.
4: Yeah, it's brilliant. It makes for a, a great season, a great campaign ahead. It kicks off tomorrow with a, a terrific card. And as you said, Paul, at the top two live games Rangers at Ibrox, the unfilling of the flag alone, they've delayed that till, till next month. And uh, Hearts can uh, Celtic going through to Tynecastle, which is going to be a, a tough tough game and the big thing for me Paul crowds back in tomorrow <laughs> yeah. and it's going to be even though Tyne Castle won't be capacity iBooks won't be capacity but just having the fans back in for league games it's going to make a difference and a welcome
2: difference 23,000 Rangers did really well without the fans mm-hmm. in 2020 into 21 but they'll also be looking forward I know they're delaying the flag day to get a full house
4: yeah yep. I think it's September 18th um, at home to uh, Motherwell so uh, yeah that'll be a big day obviously the first time in a decade that Rangers will get to unfurl the flag for Steven Gerrard and these players and uh, well deserved you know when you reflect on the campaign they thoroughly deserve to be champions it's now up to them can they retain it can they go and do two in a row can they set the same standards I think it'll be really difficult A. to go through the season unbeaten B. to have Alan McGregor and and Conor Goldst and James Tavernier in such outstanding form can they get the same amount of clean sheets Um, and can they win it by 25 points it's just as long as you win it's the main thing but you would kind of expect Rangers maybe to have a slight dip and an improvement in Celtic but at the moment Celtic's in turmoil whatever way you look at them Celtic are in absolute turmoil and at the moment you could say they're heading for a season that might be every bit as bad as the previous 12 months that's just gone
2: Davy, on the day when Arsenal signed Ben White from Brighton for £50 million Celtic have to release some cash now for the manager Ange Postacoglu I heard you on the other night on the programme with Barry and with Rob Barry would have been with us as well but he's obviously got Peter tomorrow yeah. with Aloha yeah. but you were saying that that's the youngest team Celtic have ever played and certainly the back four it's just incredible yeah. what is going to happen at Celtic now what do you think is going to happen in the coming days? The, my, my worry is that uh, Ange Postacoglu
3: won't go the distance with, with Celtic that's my worry and I think he's, he's cut a pretty impressive figure since he came in I think he's talked a lot of sense and I don't think he's anyone's soft touch I, I think there's a hard case underneath the surface there um, and I, I, I don't think he will I don't think he will allow the, the Celtic board to manipulate him the way that Neil Lennon um, was manipulated and my worry is that Postacoglu doesn't last
2: Really Mark, would you go along with that? Do you think he'll be here at the end of the season?
4: It's a it's a tough one. You couldn't rule it out, Paul. But at the moment, he's he, he's here and he has to get the backing. He has to be given things right. It's a massive job. But the one thing, I'm surprised it's not been done already because everybody can see whether you've watched Celtic over the past 12 months or you're Ange Postacoglu and you've only been in the door three weeks. If he had to have any chance of being successful, any chance whatsoever of winning the title back from Rangers, Celtic must sign a quality goalkeeper. If they don't, they're doomed. They are doomed. They backfired on last season. They set the, the wrong tone by the way they treated Craig Gordon uh, and to a lesser extent Fraser Foster. But they were complacent. That's when the complacency set in. And you look at the difference. When you have a quality goalkeeper, look at Alan McGregor. Outstanding. Look at Celtic last season. They struggled. The early signs already, they're struggling again. So Ange Postacoglu, if you want to have any chance of being successful sign a goalkeeper
2: and David does he need to sort out the backroom team now we understand he can bring somebody in he's taken the first month or so to get to know who's there but do you not think he needs someone by his side that that I, he knows I, I think he needs
3: someone who is familiar with the, the Scottish game yes. on his staff I think that makes sense yeah, you know sure. you, you saw you know when uh, Mourinho came in at Chelsea he kept Steve Clark, yeah. and that is a kind of template for foreigners when they come into a new country they keep someone who's familiar with the club familiar with the game in, in that country and You know, and to to that extent, uh, I think he should keep somebody on the coaching staff who who knows the club. But certainly, he should be allowed to bring in anyone he wants from, you know, from from previous uh, coaching
2: uh, partnerships. I feel like. What can stop it for him then? What do you think needs to happen now for him to be here at the end of the season? And does it start with the goalkeeper? What about Joe Hart? They're saying a million pounds to Tottenham. Would you sign Joe Hart? No. No, I think think Joe Hart is well
3: past his best. I I know that 34 is not particularly old for a goalkeeper. But, um, you know, there's a reason that Joe Hart couldn't get a game for Burnley. Yep. And I I think there are better alternatives out there. I think, and I said on the show the other night there, I think Celtic should go to Dundee United and and get Benjamin Seagreist, who's coming into the last year of his contract. Dundee United can't be asking for a lot of money. And at 29 years of age, Mm -hmm. you're getting them... You're getting
2: them at a good age. Great age for a goalkeeper. Mark, former keeper, what would you say? Seagrace? Ben Foster's been mentioned as well, the former England goalkeeper.
4: Paul, look, they've just got to upgrade it and, and upgrade it big style. And uh, whether it whether it's Seagrace, whether it's Hart, whether it's Foster, just anybody, because what they have at the moment, um, they don't have a title-winning goalkeeper at the football club. And that's a problem that needs to be addressed. And if it's not addressed
5: they can kiss bye-bye to the title.
2: We're going to go on the lines in just a moment or two. Here's a quick word from Stephen Gerrard. What's the team news for tomorrow?
5: We've got a fully fit squad training today. The only absentee is Alfredo Morelos. Obviously, Ryan Jack can't be selected. We've got two or three players that we're going to make late decisions on, whether they're ready for the squad just now or we have to be patient for a few more days. And They've had slightly different (coughs) programmes to the rest of the group because they arrived late, but I'll make a decision after training on them, the likes of Holanda and Barisic. Um, and Kamara will make decisions on them, but in terms of who's fit and available to train today, we're we're ninety nine percent fit and available and ready to go.
2: More about that shortly. And from the Celtic camp today, Ange Postecoglou, Celtic as we know, out of the Champions League, and we're still in July. Uh, Furuhashi, the news this evening is that he's getting the number eight shirt at Celtic Mark, and that's a significant one—the number eight jersey.
4: Yeah, I'm Scott Brown, the captain that he wore the, the number eight jersey for for many many years, and and. Uh, if Furuhashi can have a, a fraction of the success that Scott Brown had, and uh, will do well. So yeah, it's a pretty iconic number for Celtic. You Think of uh, you know Paul McStay and another ones gone gone by. So a good number. And looking for <clears throat> excuse me, I'm looking forward to seeing Furuhashi and mm. action Paul. The clips on YouTube, very very exciting. Celtic need them in quickly. They need Starfelt at the heart of that um, defence too, and they need more players. Are going to lead, need at least two, if not three, strikers because Edwárd will be away. Mm. Griffiths you can count out A jetty once again it's the same scenario with the goalkeeper he's just not good enough with the greatest respect to the player he's not a title winning striker so you need to go and find a minimum two if not three strikers
2: Well, Here's the manager speaking about uh, the new signing he's got the number eight jersey Furuhashi Doing his
0: quarantine down in uh, London but he's out um, You know, with the early release there and he's been training We've sent one of our guys down there uh, to to help him and uh, and also Carl while he was down there. So he's doing individual sessions and uh, today's his last day. So um, the good thing about uh, Kyogo is that you know he's mid-season. So uh, you know apart from the, the days in quarantine he had and travel, um, he should be in good condition. I'm just waiting to hear updates in terms of his eligibility but if not tomorrow he'll definitely be available for Thursday
2: let's go on the lines now 0808 08, 17, 17 700 we've been in touch with Natasha Meekle from a Celtic state of mind podcast Natasha good evening
6: hi guys how
2: you been yeah yeah we're good thanks uh things so bad for Celtic in the Champions League that you were on the the BBC on the nine the other night the, they've gone out and we're still in July can you believe how bad it is at the moment
6: you know, I almost can't believe it because it's a tale we have seen all too regularly at Celtic who have failed to prepare for these qualifiers again um, and it's it's nothing new for the Celtic fans. You know, we could all see this coming, the warning signs were there and it's just far too often that we don't prepare for these games and we know when they come round. They come round ready, regularly every season at this time and... It's frustrating to be going into them again with that sort of lack of quality and depth in the squad, which was glaringly obvious on, on Wednesday night. And unfortunately for the most of us, we did see that result coming.
2: What do you think the planning meetings have been like? And, and the, the person at the top of the tree, the, the majority shareholder, Dermot Desmond, they knew that this was coming round. The Champions League would come. They, were, they knew they would be second. They've known it for months. How can it happen you know, you're a lawyer yourself. What do you think the conversation is like at that level at Celtic? Because this this is schoolboy stuff. A back four, the youngest, I think, ever, Davy, I heard you saying the other night. So the, Natasha's right. This, What else did they expect against a very ordinary Michelin yeah. team? Natasha, what do you think has been going on and what's going to happen now?
6: Well, it's interesting to hear what Postacoglu is saying in the media because if these are the sorts of warning shots he's firing via the media, you Can be sure they're much stronger behind the scenes when dealing directly with the board. And, like you've touched on, you know, we have had effectively around five months to prepare for this game, and we've put out a back line of the age and and inexperience that we've seen, and no harm to them, they didn't do particularly wrong, but it's not fair on them to put them into that position where that was the backboard and a Champions League qualifier and I'm sure that no one is more frustrated at the lineup that he has to put out than than Coglu and given the character he is, what we know about him, I'm sure that he's making these feelings known to the correct people on the board and it's up to them to listen to them and it's up to them to back him properly so he's got a fighting chance here
2: Davy, he admitted, he said, maybe I've not made my demands or my wishes clear enough to the board I think, I think he will I think he has to
3: I mean the, the average age of Celtics back four in Denmark was 21 years of age and that wasn't a sign that Celtics Youth Academy is doing well that was a sign of absolute desperation and they have to get players in get them in quickly
2: otherwise I think they'll lose Postacoglu Natasha Davey thinks if it isn't sorted out quick the manager would go could you see that happen?
6: I think it's too early to to say that. I think, you know, listen, we all knew this rebuild was going to be massive. We knew that it wouldn't happen overnight. And Poster Crosley himself will have come into this with his eyes open and known the challenge that he has on his hands. And equally, he'll have known that it it couldn't happen overnight. So there does need to be an element of patience. But his patience will run out if he's not getting the players through the door that he wants to get through the door. I mean, technically, really, they should be here already. I mean, Starfelt, Kyogo, Fidahashi coming in, mm. they should have been ready to play in that qualifier. They should be ready to play tomorrow rather than it still being touch and go over whether he's eligible back in the country, these sorts of things in, in Kyogo's instance. So, you know, although we are making some movements and although they are trying to address some of the areas, they're not doing it quickly enough. They've not done it quick enough. The Champions League qualifier has been and gone. And they're not addressing all the key areas, and there's some pretty big ones outstanding, as you've already touched on in terms of a goalkeeper.
3: Do, do you not think, Natasha, that the core problem here was down to Dermot Desmond's pursuit of Eddie Howe? That three it, months, it three to, three yeah. months was wasted, yeah. wasted, but, when the the problem of yes. player recruitment could have been addressed.
6: Oh, absolutely. Um, we spent far too long pursuing someone who didn't work out. And like you said, those three months could have been put into using this rebuild for to get the manager, Postacoglu, in at the start, give him the chance to identify what he needed, have those players come into the squad, amalgamate the squad he wanted. That could have all been done before the Champions League qualifier if we hadn't spent so long chasing Eddie Howe. And really, you can probably say that there was time wasted before that as well because the board... Continued to persevere with with Neil Lennon despite the fact that that wasn't going to end well, and we saw that coming. And then instead of going out and getting a manager at the turn of the year, you know, John Kennedy was put in charge on an interim basis. So really, you could say that we've wasted the majority of this year. Once the league was over, the focus should have been on the rebuild. And why we're still in this position in late late July where the majority of our new signings haven't been able to come on the pitch yet. is just very frustrating.
2: Mark, opportunity for the new regime now to really stand up, get moving. We know it's been really tough in COVID times. You know, mm-hmm. Starfield, why wasn't he in time for the match the other night? It was probably, I know there's quarantine, but should they have got the deal done quicker?
4: Yeah, it, it's, I've um, known since last October what was going to happen with Celtic. We could all see it. Uh, it was just a matter of time um, before the, the the trigger was pulled. And I've always said Paul for, for Scottish clubs particularly the, the champions um, January is the most important window because you, if you sign well in January you're giving them six months to prepare for your £30 million jackpot in the And the I think
2: Celtic would say look in October it was still game on. They were falling behind, nah, but not, they could have come me, back. But by January, January the second, the game with Rangers, that yeah. was it. When they lost that, for yeah?
4: me, for me, it was over weeks, weeks, and weeks before that. But yeah, but technically, 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 yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, it was still alive uh, until January. But but that's where the forward plan. And unless I'm mistaken, two Champions Leagues out of eight attempts, it's not good enough. <laughs> you know, it's not good enough. So you can't expect to bring in players at the end of July and get them hit the ground running when you're playing for 30... Because if if you plan properly and get the right players in, and you ain't losing to Ferenc you ain't losing to Maribor, you ain't losing to all these teams, Mitterland, even though Celtic wouldn't get through anyway, and the mm. Champions, I didn't expect them to beat uh, Mitterland, so that was... You that didn't was expect right. them to win? No, I didn't no. expect them to beat Mitterland, and I said yeah. it on this programme um, a number of times, I didn't expect them to beat uh, Mitterland, I thought it was going to be if too If Forrest
2: was through, if that had gone in... Them,
4: yep if it, it happened, but, but it didn't and they're out uh, let me check it, and, the score and okay. the danger is now that they that they could go out to to
2: Juba mm. Um so is know, that the, how we're pronouncing them? I,
4: I, don't, I don't know I, I was, was just saying guessing it, on it. <laughs> Listen,
2: Natasha I want to ask you do you feel that Celtic will go through in Europa League? I mean it's
6: not easy it's not easy it's not an easy qualification route either um, and at this sort of stage of the season where the squad are you know I wouldn't put anything past the position we're in of course we should be beating the team that we're facing however you would like to pronounce it of course we should be beating them but equally we should have beat Michelin we should have beat Cluj we should have beat Ferenc Baros we do tend to fall to bad results against these sorts of teams so while we should be beating them whether we will is, is a different story
2: I heard someone last night saying you know it's a, a global brand Celtic they were saying well, well they, are, they, are, they are a global brand sure. and they're also but, a PLC but, yeah, yeah. But but
3: they, they, they deserve better than and I, and I'm not I've heard so many times over the years Celtic deserve a better team than this. Celtic at the moment deserve a better board of directors. And and Dermot Desmond, um, not just his pursuit of Eddie Howe that wasted, you know, so much time. Neil Lennon was finished on the night of the Ross County game. They had already finished bottom of their Europa League group. They lost to Ross County, we had the demonstrations outside the ground. Neil Lennon was finished then. Dermot Desmond should have realised that, but instead he dug in, was determined that he was not going to bow or be seen to be bowing to the mob, and Neil Lennon limped on as a lame duck. And that was a mistake. And that, well, that's when Celtic should have started the pursuit of a new manager, Mm -hmm. and he didn't. And so much time has been wasted here. And Celtic have actually done their best to hand Rangers 70 odd million pounds, because by being so late into the season, they've handed Rangers a terrific advantage in this season's title, and remember, the winners go straight into the group stages of of the Champions League. And, you know, Rangers, Rangers now, I don't think you can run Rangers the way that the club is being run at the moment. But they could be on the verge of of pulling in 70, 80 million pounds. And, you know, Celtic, who should Mm -hmm. be
2: providing the opposition, are in no position to do it. Mm They are a global brand and we want to see Celtic doing well. We want to see Rangers doing well. We want all the teams, but you know, they are big, big names. My point, Natasha, was, yeah, but they go in with that, the back four that, you know, one of the players, that was his first competitive match and you knew it was coming. Everyone knew this game, these games were coming. Mm-hmm. Natasha, first up, of course, Hearts then, tomorrow night at Tynecastle, You've got a good record there. How are you feeling? Can you rally the troops just now?
6: You know, I think, I think we've got to feel positive going into it. Um, we've got reinforcements coming into the team, particularly that back line, which we've identified as being a bit of a key issue. You know, we've got Starfelt coming in. That should help shore up that back line. Beton's coming in as well, so he could potentially play a part somewhere, somewhere too. So, you know, attacking-wise, we haven't looked bad going forward. You know, in the first half against West Ham, the result was obviously nowhere near what we were looking for. But there are sort of positive signs there in terms of an attacking play there's obviously a lot of work to be addressed at the back. Hopefully, Starfelt coming in can can begin to do that. So in terms of the game of the weekend, I think these sort of reinforcements will help. And I think a positive result will start shifting the momentum a bit. Yeah. It's all been far too negative around Celtic at the moment. The results haven't been going well. The negativity and the press around the signings or lack of signings. So I think but- a positive result against Hearts can start that momentum shift in the right direction and we can build from
2: there. Natasha, I'm sure you'd agree the negativity comes from the fact that there are virtually no signings. I mean, they're now coming in, but one of them available the other night. I don't think there's... The
4: the negativity is reality. It is. Natasha,
2: really appreciate you coming on. Good luck. Enjoy the season and we'll speak to you as it goes on thanks very much
1: thanks,
2: Natasha there from a Celtic State of Mind podcast
1: The Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from 5
2: Mark Guidi they're just listening check your routes before you travel Mark not a problem for you there is it he's not listening at the moment he's just checking some news coming in yeah Furuhashi is going to be number 8 at Celtic I, I was yeah listening. it kicks off you ignored that one quite really it's Mark no, I Gweedie. was listening yeah.
4: I checked my routes yeah, yeah. I know Mark
2: Guidi Davy Proven Paul Cooney loads of your calls coming in we're flooded and we're on the socials as well at Go Football Show. We're on today, we're on tomorrow, one until five. Davy Proven and Craig Moore joining me throughout the afternoon. Remember the Rangers game kicks off at 1.30, so we've got Rangers against Livingston. And then at three, Dundee against St Mirren, Ross County, St Johnson. Hearts against Celtic uh, is on at... uh, Eight o'clock tomorrow night. So, yeah, there's plenty on tomorrow. And then on Sunday, we'll get the matches Aberdeen against Dundee United, Motherwell against Hibs. Champions Rangers, they've had a great a close season. Davey, does it count for anything for you, whether you've had a good one or a bad one? Because obviously, 2 1 win against Real Madrid last weekend, not a bad way to prepare for the, the serious well, the, stuff
3: the, the psychology of beating Real Madrid you can argue all you like about the strength of the Real Madrid side but to beat any Real Madrid side because they don't have any bad players must have given the Rangers dressing room a lift and I also think it's important that Rangers get a competitive game under the belt before they play Malmo you know you, you can't get too much out of the bounce game so Steven Gerrard will be glad he's got this game tomorrow before the big one against Malmo
2: here is the manager just before we go on the lines here is Steven Gerrard looking forward to the season
5: I think first and foremost, we have to embrace that pressure of being last year's or last season's champions. You know, I think it's important the players remain humble and grounded and keep that hunger and try and keep the level of consistency we've played that over the last 12 months, which has been real, real high level. Uh, the evidence on what I've seen in training and certainly over the weekend is players look ready to go again. Um, we've got a near enough full, fully fit squad besides... Ryan Jack and and Alfredo Morelos so in the coming weeks we we should have everyone fit and available so we're in a good place to go and attack uh, this season it's a really exciting time Cammy's on the line
2: a Rangers fan good evening Cammy Hi
7: guys good evening
5: good are you going to be there tomorrow? Uh,
2: no unfortunately not not yet Uh, It'll be good to see Ryan Jack on his way back. He was missed last season, um, but it didn't affect Rangers with the 25 points. But Morelos as well have been talked about again. He's back in the country, apparently. How are you feeling about Morelos? Would you keep him or uh, sell him for £20 million?
7: Um Yeah, I would probably sell Morelos. I think I think his time's up now. Um, I think with what's going on, and I'm not being back as of yet, shows that there is probably stuff happening behind the scenes. So I would probably take the 20 million for Morelos. I think it was Porto. He was rumoured to be going to. So I think if we could sell Morelos and uh, possibly bring
2: in uh, a replacement, uh, that that would be good business.
4: Mark. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if Rangers had, had the opportunity to get 20 million pounds <laughs> now for for uh, Alfredo Morelos, then absolutely bite your bite your hand off uh, for it. You take all the circumstances into account. Then uh, yeah. For, for sure take 20 it'll be interesting to see what Rangers eventually get for him I think they will be a partner of the ways um, in this window um, and do you think his time's up? yeah I think yeah. he wants wants to go yeah. and Rangers probably probably as good a time as any to to, to cash in um, on him I think they've had fantastic service mm. it's the business model as we always say Paul Brian for a million if he can sell for 12 or 15 what's not to like and he helps you win a title and helps you have three terrific seasons um, in Europe so you cash in at the right time. You've got to, you know, pick the moment, and I think the moment's now. So if they can ramp up an auction for him, bear in mind we're now getting into the proper the last four weeks of the window. The month of August is when it all happens. The Bundesliga starts back in a couple of weeks. Serie A, the Premier League down the road. So once all the movement starts, and number nines are rare commodities. I mean, Edwards going to go as well for 20 million uh, in the next few days, and it'll be very, very difficult to to replace him. And the good thing for Rangers. Yes, I think they probably want to bring another one in if Morelos goes. But that said, they've got two good ones there already. So Kala mm-hmm. really looks the part and they've got Kima Roof. Itan will improve, he'll get better. Defoe can be there for 15, 20 minutes yeah. if you need him you know, every other week. So they're in a not bad position compared to Celtic. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you'll see Morelos going, and I think it's the right time for all parties.
2: Cammy, you happy you've got an up... Up front then, and everyone's talking about Fashion Sakala. We know it's pre-season, but uh, do you think you're well-served up front?
7: Um, Yeah, I mean, we've got the new boy uh, Sakala and we've got um, Ruth and also Cedric Titten, who scored a few goals in pre-season. So I think that's a good good three strikers to choose from. But I'll ask just something to add to the panel. is When I was watching the Real Madrid game, I was watching Sakala. And I thought it was if he was relying on his pace quite a wee bit. And I think the only problem with that is you go to tomorrow's game against Livingston, just say the a Livingston start. Well, not going to be sitting on the halfway line. They're going to be sitting 25 yards back. And so I don't think he's going to have the space to knock the ball 15 yards and try and run on it. That was the only downside of his game. I felt it might not work against a Livingston or a team like that. It would only maybe work in, in an old firm or in a, you know, uh, yeah.
3: European tie, Davy. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing for the old firm, you're you're used to playing against teams who sit in, and it doesn't always work for the you know the centre forward who stretches the game, because there is no space to get into, yeah. and that's why you need uh, I think uh, a, a striker who can come towards the ball, uh, and take it in, and bring others into the play, get midfield players beyond them, and to be fair to Morellis, he, he can do that. He can come yeah. towards the ball. He can take it. He can go long. Um, I, I do tend to agree with Mark, though I, I think this is a natural conclusion to, to Morella's time in Glasgow. What, what Rangers, I think, will try and do is, is use him to see if they can get into the group stages of the Champions League and then he, then he might go.
5: Here's the manager speaking about the squad. I'm really happy with the squad at the moment, what we've got in the door. Obviously, there's people to, to come back into the squad. Ryan Jack has trained with the group now for, for two, three days and he's had no issues. Um, He's got one more appointment in about 10 days' time for the full green light to go into aerial challenges and and full-throttle football. So that's going to be like a new signing to us, hopefully in 10 days as well. Alfredo, obviously, once he's followed the government guidelines, he'll join the group uh, sometime next week. The squad's really strong um, as as it stands. Um, if, If there's not a need to add to it, I won't do it. And we'll see how we start the season. We'll see how the qualifiers go. It might be something that we come to at the back end of the window.
2: Cammy anything worrying you for the season obviously the Cups you lost out uh, well St Johnson uh, got the double how much will that mean to you to try and get not just the league but get at least one of the Cups
7: yeah I would love to see Rangers last the, uh, the, the Scottish Cup I think last season the only regret would have been not winning a Cup after doing so well and I think Celtic being put out to listen to St Johnson on penalties was tough to take because um, so it looked as if when Celtic went out you thought, right, Rangers will go ahead and they'll, they'll, list, they'll list one of the cups or even possibly the treble, but it wasn't to be. Um, the, only, the only problem I have with Rangers so far is I heard what Gerrard said there about half basis squad, but I would have maybe like to see possibly another centre-half come in or a midfielder. I heard they were linked with Joey Beerman. I just don't know.
4: They've awfully got that good squad that they've done so well last season, but I just think maybe a few more good quality additions, uh, might have been nice to see. Well, Lundstrom's come in and he's a, a a top player. I I think I, I, I wouldn't rule out Rangers signing another midfielder, kami But I think it's it, it's backup, it's forward planning just in case Kamara goes. out like Rangers got a right good bid from and he, and he decides to go or a Rebo or one or two clubs sniffing around. Ariba, which is no surprise either because he's a quality player. So I think it's more about forward planning, just being prepared for any eventuality that um, they might lose one of those players. In terms of a central defender, i have just sold Edmondson for around about a million quid to, to Ipswich. If Katic can get bit, get back to a level, I don't think the central defence is a, is a concern for them. Again, unless Goldson's not going to sign a deal indicates he doesn't want to stay and then they, they, they would look at moving him on with him only having a year to go but I expect Golson to sign a new deal he's very very happy so I think that one will be pretty straightforward so I don't envisage um, a central defender um, coming in
3: Davy Proven how do you see that? I, I I don't see Rangers weak you can maybe argue left back if Barisic mm-hmm. get injured they, they might not have someone who can come in of that quality but throughout the rest of the team I mean he's, he has so much strength he, he could almost pick two teams particularly in midfield there must be eight, eight, mm. at least eight players Vying for for those three central midfield uh, positions makes me wonder how the the board can sustain the wage bill, and you know that, that that's why I think you'll see at least one biggie uh, leave Rangers. Who do you think it will be? Do you think it'll be Glenn Kamara? I I think it'll be Morelos and there's every chance it could yep, be Kamara yep. as well. Yeah, as yeah. well as yeah, Cammy. As long as it's
2: not Ryan Kent. No, I, I wouldn't want like to
7: lose Ryan Kent. Um, he's I mean. You saw in the Real Madrid game how how good he actually was. There was tweets and stuff going after the game from Real Madrid fans talking about how good of a player he was. It was one of Rangers' best players last season, and I have no doubt he'll be one of their best players again this season. I just think maybe a few numbers need to be added to his game. That's something that he maybe lacked. I think he added to his numbers last season, but maybe a few more goals and assists, and then that would also help his price tag go up.
2: What if you know today they're saying Jack Grealish going to Man City? Well, they're talking about it, a yeah, hundred million. Yeah. Last summer they were saying no, no, Man United in, but no, he, he wasn't. They were talking maybe fifty million. Yeah. What's the what's the price for Ryan Kent if somebody came in with a, is it thirty million? Would they pay that for him? If somebody came in with a knockout bid, Leeds wanted him last summer. Rangers said no. Around twelve million. Well, what is the price?
4: If somebody offered thirty million quid, you've got to accept it. It would be madness to turn down thirty million pounds. I don't think would get I don't, no, no, I don't think no. so either. For, for
3: one reason, Mark, no. that he's playing in Scotland.
4: Yeah, he's not played in the Champions mm. League. If Rangers yeah. get into the Champions League, you then elevate yourself into that price bracket. If you can go and show yourself in those yeah. six games that you're at that. That level, um, great as Kent, you know, considering twenty million for down the road all day long. I think if Rangers, you know, if it was known that that Ryan Kent is available, which is not, was, is, I mean, not, he's, yeah, yeah, but uh, but if I think if they did and they could say that you can have him for twenty million, I think there'd be, I think there'd be three or four that would take him um, at twenty, mm. but. You know, I don't think they would get him for twenty, but I don't think he's in the thirty million pound bracket yet. I think that's that's there's a wee bit to go on that.
3: that. That's that's why Celtic could only get thirteen million from Southampton for Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah. That's why Celtic could only get twenty-five million for Kieran Tierney mm-hmm. from Arsenal, um, because the English clubs have this disparaging view of the Scottish game, and they, they, they don't they don't feel uh, our best players are, are worth top dollar, and they're, they're wrong, of course, mm. as Tierney and Van Dijk ha, have 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 proved. Yep. But it's very hard to get top dollar from English
2: clubs. Great to see Van Dyke playing for Liverpool. He got some yeah. minutes yesterday in a friendly. Cami, overall, then, uh, Celtic out of the Champions League qualifier already, but that means potentially more money for Rangers if you can go on in it. You've got Malmo next week. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm
7: confident. Um, I think it's uh, a good draw for Rangers. I think they've got a very good chance of going through. Um, but it's, it's Rangers' hands now to go and Try and
2: qualify for sort of the Champions group stages in the first time in a
7: long
4: time? It's not impossible. No, yeah. it, it's, Paul, I, I agree with Kami. I think it's a good draw, but it's dangerous. Malmo are top of their league. They're 13, 14 games into the league season. So they, they're in a rhythm. Uh, they've got a terrific player who, in the middle of the park, Christensen, the Dane, uh, who's there. He pulls the strings. He is a proper, proper player. Um, so going over to Malmö for the first leg it's a dangerous dangerous tie their coach John Dal Tomasin of course uh, is there so there's a Danish influence running through the, the Malmö team and the Danes are on a high just now um, because of the, the Euro. so I, I agree with Cammy it's a good draw but it's a dangerous one
2: it's good in Europa League that uh, Hibs and Aberdeen got through last night. Aberdeen had some nervy moments They're through. Celtic maybe can go through in the Europa League, we'll find out. But Rangers continuing in Europe and Stephen Jarrett's got such a great record there. Cammy, we're heading to the break. What's your prediction then for tomorrow? Opening game with Livy. I'll go for a, a 3-0, 3-0-1 for Rangers
7: tomorrow
2: and against Marmo maybe we'll speak to you next week but uh, in fact let's come back to you on that Cammy thanks a lot and enjoy it when you get to Ibrox Cheers guys Cheers thank you
1: the Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.
2: Go Radio Football Show. The new season is just hours away. It's never really been away though, with the Euros, the Olympics, Britain going out to Australia. We'll speak to Craig Moore about that tomorrow for about three seconds. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the BMX winners, are not but well done to those who are <laughs> winning, and uh, not least. Our own Scots are doing well yep. uh, over there oh, at yeah. uh, the Olympics. More about that tomorrow. We've got four hours, one till five in the go. Radio hey, football does. show. Yep, ready, um, he's ready. How are the dominoes going? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 it's been so tough, though, without the fans there for the people uh, across at the Olympics. But yeah. we're uh, going towards uh, the news at six. And the news well Rangers have no problems for tomorrow's match you heard Steven Gerrard earlier saying everyone fully fit Ryan Jack not just yet and Morel is not yet I mean the question will be how does he come back what shape is he in I well know I've been trying yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, I
3: think he only played nine minutes in Copa America he's had some time off um, I don't want to I don't want to insult the boy but I think he is naturally mm. chunky I don't think he's the type of player who, who, who could carry weight and it'll be very interesting to see what kind of shape he's in
4: it he needs to hit the ground running for Rangers Paul now Tuesday night he's not available for, for Malmo um, Kima Roof suspended remember from, from last season mm-hmm. um, so Rangers it will be more of a containing game and if, if they can come away with that a 0-0 or a 1-1 I'm sure Stephen Gerrard will be delighted but for the return leg at Ibrox seven days later they're going to need Morelos they're probably going to have to go and win the game so Morelos will basically have a week to come back and Stephen Gerrard you know if Morelos is not in decent shape um can't Gerrard, be match fit,
3: can't well, well, be match fit because be, he hasn't but he played get enough games. But,
4: he. But no, he can't be match fit. But if he's anything other than that, if it's like he's not coming back in this thing where he's in ready to go and get, get be match fit. If there's other work to be done before he can get minutes on the pitch, Stephen Gerrard will be absolutely raging with him. So I'm sure he has I don't kept know how himself he in find good
3: quarantine. Now. I mean, you, you give you know him so it, much you can basic, do in a yeah, treadmill, you know. Yes,
4: yeah, that's what he do. But regardless of what kind of state he's in, they are going to need him. For Ibrox, um, in 12 days' time for that because it's the first stage. It's a it's a, a two parter, and it's the first mm-hmm. stage of getting 35 million quid, Paul. You Massive, know, and yeah. and Rangers are so determined uh, to go and do it, and they'll be bitterly disappointed if they if they don't make it. This is a First chance in a decade to go into the Champions League, and they need everybody right on it, including Morelos.
2: Davey, psychologically, how tough is it? Because you went to you know, World Cup and uh, you thought you were going to play, everyone did, yeah. you didn't play. How tough is that for a player? You're at your peak and you don't kick a ball.
3: Well, you know, I only traveled to Spain, he's 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 traveled across the Atlantic, mm. um, and he must be absolutely sick. The, the only thing it would the, the only bonus for him, Paul, is it's probably given him a chance to go and see his family because during yeah. the pandemic, you will have seen very little, if anything of, you know, his loved ones. So it's, it's given him a, a chance to go and see his family. But the worry is fitness. You know, he, he didn't he didn't play competitively any more than nine minutes in Copa America. The quarantine thing, I, I don't care how many laps you do in your treadmill, you, you can't possibly yeah. match fit if you're mm. stuck in, the, in a room on your own. And he is a boy who I think does put on weight very yeah. easily. So it'll be... Hugely important to Steven Gerrard, the the type of shape he's in.
4: Uh, I it's taken David nearly forty years to get over <laughs> not getting a game in Spain. You've just brought up again, I'm just him David.
2: <laughs> Dom's been on Instagram here at Go Radio saying the Champions League result of Celtic the other night is hundred percent on the board. What are they going to do about it? So that's one of the questions. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the money for the David manager. Said,
4: yeah, as David said, there's a number of key positions still to be filled at Celtic. The board included from you know from the chairman down. You know it, It's got to be looked at. Um, head of recruitment, director of football. Are they going down the director of football? It's all gone quiet, no. hasn't it? Is Ange yep. bringing somebody in to him? Now, the thing that's, that, that, that struck me, what Ange should be doing, in my opinion, is getting somebody that knows a British game. Doesn't it need to be somebody he's worked with in Australia or Japan? Doesn't it need to be somebody that used to play for Celtic? He should be tapping into, who are the best coaches out there? What's happened? For example, Steve Cooper's. Part of mm-hmm. company with Swansea and I really highly rated now I'm not saying he'd want to come as a number two to sell, but he might if they asked the question that's the kind of thing that should be like doesn't need to be somebody that he's worked with it's just got to be an improvement in what's already there and that's something that should be looked at something fresh another voice in the dressing room and somebody for Ange to work with it's also as well Paul as I say the, getting into the last four weeks of the window the month of August is, is crucial they're just doing some sums in this calendar year 2021 players in and out Celtic are 15 million quid ahead. They've also just had pledges from supporters mm-hmm. worth 30 million pounds in season tickets. They'll probably sell um, Edward in the next few days for anything between 15 and 20. So there's upwards of 50 million pounds up in 2021 alone. And I've said in this programme a number of times, they should have, considering the overhaul required, it should be a net spend in the region of £20 million to get them back into shape. And that's what they should be looking to do over the next four weeks.
2: Davey?
3: Well, you need somebody to identify the players. Who's who's doing that, if, if anyone? Who, who is scouting players at the moment for Celtic? That's what I'd love to know. You know, Posta has come in. He's obviously got knowledge of the Asian market. Uh, Furuhashi will yep. will come in. Um, Starfelt coming in from Ruben. But I mean, who, who else is looking at players? They, they, they should have, not just one person, they should have a fleet of scouts out there at the moment
2: recommending players. John Parks, is his name coming up again? Well, would, so it should, yes, yeah. how, how did they manage to lose him? Mark, yeah. is he, he on to Blackburn. the radar? Is he going
4: to Blackburn? John Parks away to Tony Mowbray to Blackburn Rovers a couple of weeks ago, head of recruitment.
2: Surely there'll be uh, announcements very, very soon. Ange Postacoglu today was asked about uh, the goalkeeping position. He was asked by uh, Joe at Go Radio. Uh, and what about Joe Hart?
0: About specific targets because again, um, I think I end up down a rabbit hole where um, you know I don't want to be. In terms of, I'd rather we talk about players we signed. Um, you know, we, we made a change the other night, I felt we needed Scotty's experience and also he, you know, his ability to sort of communicate with. You know, it was a very, very young back four, and I thought he did a good job um, doing that. I, you know, we conceded two goals, but for the most part of the game, we really restricted them to, to very few chances. So, you know, he did, I thought he did a good job on the night.
2: And what about signings? Other I still signings? think
0: a little bit of a way to go because I still, when you're looking at significant additions we need in, particularly in certain areas of the ground where we don't have a lot of depth and uh, at the moment, we, we still need a number to come through the door. It's, it's, and I think if we get two or three key ones, then we can then sort of start and focus on, on being a little bit more you know, precise or, or in terms of not having to bring in players who maybe, uh, are going to add to us straight away, but maybe ones who we can develop. Um, but there still needs at least two or three additions that are going to be significant for our club.
2: Davey?
3: Well, I mean, the, the obvious one, centre-back. Yeah. Um, you know, to to throw a, a back four with an average age of 21 into a crunch European game tells you everything you need to know about Celtic right now. And also up front, if Edward goes, you, you can't hang your hat on Lee Griffiths anymore. You, you just, you, you cannot trust him to be fit and in the right state. To, to do the business uh, Furuhashi fortunately comes in from mid-season he should be able to go straight into the team but you want two, three, four strikers you can rotate and that's, that's the position Rangers are in across town and you know Posta Koglu at the moment has been hung out to dry
2: Ian's on here on Instagram saying what's going to happen if Celtic lose out to Jablonek in the Europa League Mark it's almost unthinkable.
4: Well, It doesn't bear thinking about, uh, Paul, because there's no safety net. They don't then drop into the the, the, the new Conference League. It's been set that set. They're out of Europe, not two out of two competitions by the middle of August. And if they do get past Jablonec, then they'll have a you know a, a tough tie um, to get into Europe League. So there's a lot of work to to, to be done um, to do that. And listening to the manager there talking about signings, as I have said, Paul it's great having money there's money available and you know he will want to go I don't think it's 2 or 3 I think it's 6 or 7 that's going to be required because Edward will go so you tally all that up it's not about spending money it's how you spend it you need to spend it wisely and if you look at Celtic Kevin Nisbet why not Davy? you know Hmm. why not? I would take I I said I would take Seagreis Hmm. because
3: you've seen him what he can do Nisbet comes into that category you've seen the boy can score goals in our league It's not going to cost a it's not gonna cost three, $3 million. million. Three and a half. Yeah, you'd probably get him for three, three and a half. Yeah. And by the way, if Celtic have to pay over the odds, yeah. so what? So what sure. in their current position, go and spend it.
2: Get the boy in. And it would be in Scottish football then. Instead of paying for a Yeti or whatever. Listen, maybe he will come good this year. But um what was no, he, for, it? four? Four and a half million. It's
4: not gonna happen, Paul. No. You know what I mean? It's sorry, and I heard Natasha saying earlier as well, it's good, you know, because near b will be back and so and so will be back. Yeah. But with the greatest respect, now if you want to go and win the title, are these guys really going to help you do it? Is yeah. near Beaton, at centre half, going to help you win the title? No, but with the greatest respect, him—he—he's not. Yeah, he's a squad player if you need him, but if you're serious, you can't be relying on guys like like near Beaton. You know, it's just not going to happen. It's not. You can't be relying on guys like Ajetti. Mm. You can't be relying on guys like Lee Griffiths. It's not going to happen with those guys. That's why. There's some proper signings needing to be made, and the money needs to be spent wisely. Because if they've a, if they've a transfer window this time like they had last summer, the game's a bogey again.
2: What about near Beaton last week? Celtic were up. Um, he was the most experienced player in, in in the back four, and he does that even minutes after being booked. It's a strange one because the guy's got a good temperament. Yeah. You know,
3: experienced, not just the, uh, experience in the Champions League, but experienced international <laughs> player. Um, totally out of character. I, I don't know what happened, but he he snapped and
2: can that happen in the middle of a game? We used to talk about the red mist coming yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, you,
3: but yeah. you would normally know the players likely to snap. Paul yeah. and and beat on you would never think would come into that category. So yeah, I mean, idiotic. And he was fortunate they had a player sent off shortly afterwards to even up the numbers. Otherwise, it could have
2: been worse. Talking about uh, the goalkeeper, Mark So Benjamin Sigrist mentioned by Davy. Who would you go for then? If you were head of recruitment, who would you be going for today?
4: I. I don't know, but what? Throw what, some what well, yeah. what, what I do know is, see if I thought the right guy was going to cost seven or eight, nine million pounds, mm. I would spend it on him. Mm. Absolutely, is that but, important? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know, if I thought it was the right guy, I thought, you know what? I can't believe this guy's available. Right, he's going to cost us seven million quid, but you know what? This guy will help us win the title. Do it all day long.
2: Is that Fraser Foster? Is that gone now?
4: I think I think that's probably gone. But if it becomes an option. Then yeah, I, I would do it, but because what what with the greatest respect to the guys who are there, what's your alternative? Your alternative is finishing second to Rangers
2: again. Other names: Liam Kelly, Xander Clark, Sigrist out front. Joe Hart's been mentioned, but there's maybe a reason he's not really played competitive football uh, for ye- a couple of years now. You have ten games for Spurs, but not in the, yeah, the not, Premier League. Yeah, he's not yep. a first team
3: pick for for Spurs. Yeah. Wasn't a first team pick for Burnley. Um, for, for me, he's.
2: He's had better days, and he's got a ricket in him, which is a real danger for a keeper. Celtic fans, what do you think? An hour to go. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred on the eve of the new season. And Rangers fans, they've been enjoying the uh, the close season. They'll be desperate for the flag day, which is going to be in what, early September give us a call what do you think about the new season what is happening what do you think is going to happen this time next year we're back after the news
1: The Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from
2: 5 Friday evening the weekend starts now 5 o'clock we're on every night thanks to everyone 800,000 people have downloaded the app and have been listening to the programme it's almost a year since we started Fight it was a year ago tonight it was the Friday night it was the 31st last year thanks to everyone making the switch at 5 every Evening to the Go Radio Football Show. Thank you so much to every one of you who've been tuning in every week. Scotland loves its football, Glasgow, crazy about it. No matter what we say, you hear it how you want to hear it. We always try to be fair, though, right down the middle. We're massively up for Glasgow and for Scotland, and we love football. And we're so pleased that people are getting back to the games.
4: Yeah, it's brilliant. And as you say, Paul, just actually listen to what's been said. Don't hear what you want to hear, listen to what's been said. And if you listen to what's been said, it's going be a different story than what gets uh, portrayed elsewhere. But it is brilliant because tomorrow kicks off the new SPFL Premiership season. Rangers are Champions defending their title. Celtic, a tough trip to, to Tynecastle Castle tomorrow night. So it's a cracking uh, card. And also as well, I think, really excited about the Championship this season as well, Paul. You look down some of the teams um, in there. There's going to be some cracking fixtures, some really good
2: managers operating at that level too. I'm going to come to that soon. But the Premiership itself, who is going to win it? Steven Gerrard's going in. Well, he's really looking forward to making it two in a row.
5: I think it's very much a case of the club setting new goals. You know, at the end of every year, I mean, we have quarterly catch-ups with the board from a management team point of view. And, you know, once we were with champions, middle of March, it was very much a case of sitting down with the board and resetting fresh remits, fresh challenges. They'll obviously remain private, but I don't think you'd have to be a rocket science at Rangers to work out what they are. Um, it's basically a case of going for everything that's available and and that's the way we like it that's the way we want it and um, that's why we've been trying to prepare the strongest squad possible to attack everything on all fronts
2: It's been a remarkable job Dave isn't it over yeah. the last couple of years they mm-hmm. gave him the first two years trophyless, uh, and then to win by 25 points how are you feeling about this coming season? And for Rangers, they're obviously the favourites. What do you think yeah, is well, going to happen?
3: They, they won it by 25 points last season. They are stronger now than they were when they finished last season. I think Lundstrom is is going to be a fabulous mm-hmm. signing. I know people up here don't know too much about him. I think it'll be good for at least 12 goals a season from midfield for Rangers. Uh, Sakala looks the part, and the manager has the everyone's feet in that dressing room nailed to the ground. Mm-hmm. It is harder to retain the title than to win it. I think Steven Gerrard's aware of that. I think he'll make sure they're all up to speed. And you can't possibly see past Rangers, particularly given the state Celtic are in right now.
2: And he keeps his feet in the ground, as you mentioned. You hear him saying it almost every interview: stay humble. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, but I mean that's a big part of it. You know, players do get carried away when they when they win something. And I think he's already making the point. He's heading them off at the pass. Don't get carried away. You know, we're back to ground zero now. The, the points are reset and we go again. Rangers to win.
2: Celtic runners up.
3: Yeah, can, Celtic, can anyone challenge Celtic, no, I, no. I, I, I mean I, I, I'd love to think we, we'd have a really competitive league. Now we've got most of the big clubs back in the league, but Rangers first, Celtic second.
2: Mark, uh, Rangers stronger than they were this yeah. time last year. They won by 25 points. And Celtic uh, probably weaker.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Paul, uh, certainly um, Rangers title to, to throw away. At the moment, I would comfortably back Rangers to win by minimum 10 points um, at the moment but I think you get a clear indication once we see where we are in September the 1st with everything you know, mm. and that's not you know, sitting the fence actually you get a clearer picture of everything once the transfer window a close because a lot can happen uh, in the next four weeks but yeah Rangers are very strong the, the manager learned lessons from the previous season where he probably meant that he got a wee bit carried away and maybe took one or two things for granted and then it didn't work for him but last season um he made sure that he was focused he didn't allow outside influences to get too involved with the first team or with the dressing room he kept it very much in house and in a sanctum and it worked superbly well for them and they, they they were they were brilliant last season albeit disappointing um in the cups but over 38 games in the league and you know the 12 14 16 European games they played they were absolutely first class
2: runners, runners up for you
4: yeah, it'll, it'll be Celtic and, and Celtic will be runners-up comfortably um, I think as well. You know, There'll be a distance between Rangers and Celtic. Um,
2: and no the rest, Aberdeen challenge this no, year or I, Hibs? No,
4: yeah. well, I mean, taking Aberdeen, personally, Paul, I think Aberdeen will do well in the top four. Um, I can see yeah. it being a kind of transitional season um, for Aberdeen. So I'm not expecting, uh, I don't think they'll struggle but I, I, I'm not seeing them at the moment as the team sort of to beat to get to third place.
3: The the thing that would make the league so much better, Mark, is if teams like Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts, Dundee United would beat the old firm more often. Yeah. That would give us a much better league. And, you know, for too long, I think they've been terrified of a, an old firm shot. And, uh, you know, if, if, if our bigger clubs and the ones I've just mentioned had a bit more bottle about them, we'd have a, a much
2: better league. Dave Cormack, I know you have your own thoughts on some of the, the things that he's done but this close season Scott Brown as the captain uh, J. Emmanuel Thomas up front Ramirez yeah, yeah, they're spending a bit of money
3: Yeah, Declan Gallagher as well yeah. um, he, he's he's had a really good transfer window Stephen Glass I've got to say that Derry McInnes never got that kind of backing from, from Aberdeen uh, Dave Cormack's really pushed the boat out and he'll be looking for a return on it and it would be good to, to think Aberdeen there could be a renaissance here under
2: Stephen Glass They've gone through in Europe but last night they were 5-1 up but Mark as you know they went down two 2 down at one point and yeah. uh, we're beginning to think but then the hacking of the player sent off and I know Aberdeen weren't happy about the referee were you worried at any stage last night?
4: No and, and it's all about the two legs what you do and yeah. the bottom line is you know it's, it's Aberdeen are through what 5-3 um, on, on, on aggregate so um, yeah. it was yeah. comfortable um, for them and, and credit to them for that and it'd be great um, th- this new competition, yeah, UEFA uh, Conference League, if Aberdeen can get into Europe, you know, gives them football, uh, midweek European football until Christmas. Financially, uh, you know, it was good for them um, too. So you know, between um, Aberdeen and the Hibs over the next few weeks, and St Johnson starting next week against Galatasaray, you know, it's a it's a tall order, but it'd be brilliant to have. Can you imagine with five teams in 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 Europe between September?
2: In December, in the three different competitions, it would be brilliant. Rangers have signed Charlie McCann, a young player from Man United under-23s. Uh, yes, I
5: can give you an update, but I'm not sure it'll be uh, the update that you're looking for. Uh, we're certainly aware of Charlie McCann. really good talent, a strong talent. You know, it is close, but there's nothing to report on that, really. That will be a B team signing, just for everyone's information. And then, obviously, as a management team, if that happens, we, we'll follow him really closely. and uh, We'll analyse where he's at. Once he's ready for an opportunity, um, it'll certainly present itself.
2: So it's still close, actually. It's not yet over the line. But Rangers uh, building for the future. And we'll hear from him later about tomorrow's game against Livingston. Yep, the league kicks off tomorrow at 1.30. Rangers against Livingston, 23,000 people back at Ibrox. Then at three, Dundee against St Mirren. Uh, Ross County against St Johnson. What a season, Davey, for St Johnson. How do they replicate that this coming year? But Callum Davidson, what a job.
3: Well, fabulous job and I don't think he does replicate it, Paul. That's, that's a once-in-a-lifetime achievement for St. Johnson and I, I feel a bit sorry for him actually because, you know, how, how did he try and match that this season? But I guess the the problem or the worry for St. Johnson would be that Callum Davison gets an offer that, that he can't refuse because, you know, a lot of people will have sat up and taken notice of what he did last season and he already has a profile in England as well because he's worked down there he has a profile there so the worry for for Saints would be that that Callum Davidson gets an offer
2: Easy to forget that because he is so well known not just for what he did this last season with the the double but his time in England
4: Yeah he's got an excellent reputation uh, Callum Davidson Uh, brilliant season for St Johnson the the most important thing at the moment is that uh, they've managed to fend off interest so far and the likes of Jason Kerr Sean Rooney, Jimmy McCart, and Ali McCann. course, still four weeks of the window um, to go, but it's a it's a compliment to St. Johnson to Callum Davidson and his staff that there's um, you know interest from from massive clubs and um, those players, and and, and rightly uh, so. But David's right? There's no doubt that Callum's um, caught the attention of of several clubs around the the UK, and you normally find October, November time is when you start seeing a wee bit of a merry-go-round happening.
2: When we heard McCann was signing for one of the big two, some people thought it was Ali McCann and not Charlie McCann from... uh, (laughs) Could he do a job for Celtic? Maybe depend on who goes. You know, is Ryan Christie, is he going to go?
4: I think Ryan Christie will probably go, but there's certainly moves to get him to stay to extend his deal. Um, But I think he's kind of... It's as if his mind's made up that he wants to maybe go down the road and and, and try something in England. You know, he looks at people such as Ciarán Tierney and, and Stuart Armstrong and and boys at like that and he thinks you know what I fancy a bit of that I'm ready for it with a great respect to him as well he could probably at least double if not treble his wages yeah. so it's good but the, the, the thing about that is it's not about Ryan Christie it's again you talk about the management or the mismanagement how on earth one of your star players can be out of contract in January that's not good enough crazy
2: let's take a, another call Callum's on the line a Celtic fan I think Callum you're excited looking forward to the new season good evening
8: Good evening. Yeah, I'm always looking forward to to a new season when it's on the horizon. Um, The only thing that frustrates me greatly is the recruitment at Celtic. Um, Neil Lennon was speaking last night that even though Nick Hammond left the club in the summer, he said it was his opinion that there's a good enough recruitment team in place for Uh Celtic to be able to recruit effectively this summer for Ange Postacoglu. Mm -hmm. But I would have to question that so far in the sense that the, the Champions League qualifier... in in midweek, you'd get in with the defence and the goalkeeper as mentioned before obviously in the show during the week for me, I think if you're looking at the quarantine rules at the moment I'm surprised that if Celtic have homegrown targets that they didn't go for them first or or speed up the process to ensure that they could go into uh, the European campaign with a, a sort of settled start in the living even if it wasn't the final start in the living in place and especially for the league campaign I know Carl Starfield has spoken in a press conference today at Celtic Park, yeah. but he's, he's spoken about the fact that he's been training in a hotel room for five days and then training on his own for another five days. He's trained with a squad once, and so then he's going to have to go to Tynecastle Castle yeah. and play against Hearts in a fixture that's always difficult. So I just, although I'm excited, I just worry that, yet again with Celtic, the recruitment's going to come too little too late. It's a tough start to the season, and you could be chasing Rangers from the get-go, which is something that... I don't think any Celtic fan wants to do get into this season, given the gap that was there last season in terms
2: of points. have Proven, two points there. The first one, can I ask you about Carl Starfelt? So he's been training on his own in the hotel room and then on his own, presumably, uh, you know, yeah. before he got with it. So his only training session with the team is today. It, can we show yeah. him? I think they've got to play him.
3: You know, it's not ideal. He, he will not be up to, to speed, but given the use of that Celtic backline and... You know, I'm, 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 I'm lost to criticise youngsters, but the likes of Stephen Welsh is not ready for, for me. Um,
2: thrown so, in too early last no, season. No, thrown
3: in too yeah. early. Um, D- Dane Murray, likewise, um, they're not ready. And that's why I would play Starfield. How I'll did they it.
2: do for you the other night, at Murray and uh, Welsh?
3: They, yeah, they, 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 did, they, they did okay, Paul. Um, I, I'm not going to damn them with, with faint no. praise, but they're, they're not ready and they should have been nowhere near the Celtic side the other night. In normal circumstances, Mm.
2: Celtic have got two experienced centre-backs. And then the wider question, Mark or Davey, on Neil Lennon saying last night there's sufficient resource there, I think, I I didn't hear it, he was on, I think, uh, on the Beeb last night, but there are some, you know, good, talented people there on recruitment, but you need somebody to head this up and front it up.
4: Well, yeah, I think, you know, behind the scenes, Celtic do have some some really good um, scouts, but, you know, if, if there was somebody they are capable or somebody that wanted to go and be the head of recruitment because there's it's a massive difference from being a scout mm. and being the head of recruitment then I'm sure they would have been appointed by now but again we we, we learned last August that Nicky Hammond wasn't up to it as the, the, the chief scout head of mm. recruitment um, and again here we are 11 months later and still nobody in mm. place one of the many key positions that have yet to be filled you know when Don McKay took over and his opening press conference, maybe it was more with the fan media one mm-hmm. rather than the mainstream media, but it was all about, I want to create world-class things mm-hmm. at Celtic. I want us to be world-class at everything we do. A long way to go. You know, words, words are cheap. You need to put things in, in, in action. Otherwise, when you make statements like that, Paul, you set yourself up for an almighty fall. Callum?
8: I think um, in terms of Dominic Mackay, he's certainly spoken well as much. Um, alluded to there with fan media and with traditional media and I think he is someone who says the right things he's talking about wanting a modern structure in place the only thing I would say about Dominic Mackay and I know it's a criticism that maybe comes across as harsh I'm hearing a lot of people on social media say he's only been in post for 28 days but he knew for many months and he was apparently shadowing Peter Lowell that that there was a lot of work needed at Celtic in terms of recruitment. He obviously tried to get Eddie Howe then he's identified as and Postacoglio and I just feel that to to put that back five out um in the Champions League qualifier was an alarm bell so early into Mackay's reign and I think he has to speed up the recruitment. Poster Coggle again today say he wants at least another two or three signings in key positions I think for the start and eleven and those need to come in urgently because as I said earlier on, if Celtic are playing catch up to Rangers, a matter of four or five games in, it can it can very quickly become a long season, and I don't think with a manager like Ross Mcguglu, you want that atmosphere to set about because you heard them after the game the other night. He said that he maybe hasn't pressed home the need for players as much as he should have, mm-hmm. and I think that's only going to ramp ramp up and ramp up if he feels that he doesn't get what he wants. I mean, the man took Australia to a World Cup and then walked out because he felt he wasn't being supported enough. And of course, I'm not suggesting he's going to do that anytime soon. But he's certainly not a character that's just going to sit there and accept slow transfers or differing decisions. So I think they have to back him and back him pretty prominently in the next few weeks and get players in as quickly as possible rather than having a dash on deadline day which they've been, they've been capable of doing in the
2: past. And Davy, that was your bombshell observation at the start of the programme. He's a guy that he may not stand for it if he doesn't get the yeah, backing. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he will. And I also happen to think that he's in a really, I don't think
3: he'll ever be in a stronger position because the supporters are not having the board at the moment. The, the board are getting it from every direction. And, you know, if, if I'm the Coglu, I, I go to Don Mackay and I say, look, if, if you don't get the players I want in here, I'm off. Now that threat alone given the unpopularity of the Celtic board right now um, would be enough I think to to buy him a bit of headroom in the transfer market and get his own way.
4: There's also as well Celtic's first home game of the season in front of yeah. fans a, a week on Sunday home Motherwell or Dundee Dundee, uh, Dundee, it is, Dundee yeah. in front of what 25,000-30,000 fans yeah. first no. time the board yeah. in eight, 18 months away so, so that that's one that they'll, they'll have to bear in mind as well and just on one point that Callum made he said, Callum, that that uh, Don Mackay identified Ange Postiglou. Just to be clear, Ange Postiglou was presented to Don Mackay. Don Mackay didn't identify him. He was presented to was Don
2: Mackay.
4: Happened? Yeah. Like he was, he was on a list presented to, yeah. to, 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 to Don Mackay. It wasn't like Dom Mackay just, you know, and, and obviously it's it's, no, it's not difficult to join the dots. You look at the relationship between the City group, Man City, Um, And Celtic so that's where it's originated
2: from and there's a lot of chat about that isn't there the Man City connection which you know the top team in England that could be a good thing but some people interpret it as uh, as a negative for Celtic The good piece today uh, another uh, your fellow journalist Keith Jackson today in the record said it was Brendan Rodgers' unshakable belief that any manager is at his most powerful in the days, hours and minutes just before he signs his contract and he was basically saying he's at his strongest now should have done it actually a few weeks ago but it's at that critical period when ambitious demands can be made and cast iron assurances received from those in charge of the pus strings so it's now a never form for the manager Callum, would you agree with that? Because, I mean, if you were being positive now, it's an opportunity. That has to be the low point for Celtic, does it not? Or am I missing something, Callum? I I mean, you're out of the Champions League to a very ordinary Michelin and you could go out of the Europa League, let's hope not, next week. That was my point about a global brand. Absolutely. But it's not going to be the global brand that you were brought up on and, and the expectations that the fans deserve.
9: Not spot
8: on, and, and, and as you've said, and I apologise for getting
4: that wrong, Mark. No, of, no, 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 don't, no, don't listen. I'm not not looking for a an apology. I was just it's just just a bit of clarity on it. Yeah. That was that was all. Sure,
8: yeah. Just as I say, just on um, obviously a manager coming into the role, you're, you're spot on there in terms of obviously seeking those assurances over finances and and also backroom staff. And I, I know this has been spoken about for for weeks on end, and and I know it's maybe repeating myself, but. I again just find it strange that he's not been able to bring at least one person in, in a prominent coaching role to work with him. And that's no um that's no um dis-
2: disrespect yep. on the,
8: the staff yep. that are there. You know, I mean obviously they've been chosen to stay and I'm sure they yep. they are they are capable and he's happy with them, but mm. I just think it would have been it would have made sense for me if he had one like minded person in there with him mm. because I think he will know how big this job is. Mm. Um, having what, having managed to against Mitchell And those two legs I think if he didn't realise it was a, a monumental rebuild Then he certainly has realised that now He's obviously getting a few players in They're not going to be in ideal shape To play Hearts tomorrow Starfield will probably play And, and other signings probably won't But I, I think he really has to make sure There is effective work done in this window Or as Davy hinted at at the start of the show I think the frustrations could boil over In a matter of months Because there's no way a manager like him, who's very uh, outspoken and has worked for many years to get an opportunity like this, wants to get it and then have it thrown away by January, February due to decisions maybe out with his control. So I definitely think he'll press home the need. I think Celtic will back him in this window. I just wish it had happened sooner rather than later.
2: Are you going to win tomorrow night against Hearts? It's a, it's a ground you enjoy. Uh, great success over the years.
8: I, I think it will be... Uh, A tense and cagey game But I do think Celtic will win I don't think it will be A comprehensive victory I think it will be quite scrappy And I think Celtic will win By one goal I would say Celtic will win the game 2-1
2: And Callum what's success for you this season Obviously it's winning the title But do you think You will win the title And I'm thinking about The the manager What's your ambition For him this year A realistic one
8: Realistically You've got to just You've got to put in A a really close title challenge Of course You're saying we want to win the title That's a no-brainer But if you're asking me right now with the current squad, do I think Celtic will win the title? At this moment, the answer would be absolutely not. There's still a few weeks to go in the window. That's going to make or break it for me, but there has to be. Even if he didn't get any more players from from now to the end of the window, even though I think he will, a serious title challenge has to be the minimum expectation for any Celtic manager, given the resources that the club have had over recent years by winning league titles, by qualifying for Europe. I know obviously that's been squandered, you could argue, in recent years, but there still is enough resource there to demand a serious title challenge. Of course, the board have to back him, but a minimum is as a as a serious title challenge and he has to be, I would say, in single digits because if it's in double digits, will the board in 12 months' time look to give him another year or will they press the panic button? I would suggest, I think, they press the panic button because... No Celtic board wants to be chasing for two or three years in the
2: trot. Callum, great call. Thanks for calling.
1: The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.
2: Go Radio Football Show, Friday evening. Davy Provin, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming in. 08, 08 17, 17, 700. Davy, looking forward to the season very much? Yeah, terrific one in prospect. The strongest league we've had in many, many years. Mark likewise and uh, you'll be off next week because there's European action for the double cup winner St. Johnson and you are going to sunny Climes yeah we'll follow them
4: to uh, to um, Istanbul uh, Paul for that and that's a good one you know St. Johnson against Galatasaray it's a brilliant uh, tie over, yep. um see what like, the, the Galatasaray fans of course fame for being in the stadium 3-4 hours before uh, kick off so yeah that, that'll be a really um, interesting tie and in the city where
2: said the flags and all that, that was wasn't right. it he was,
4: yeah. uh, went to Fenerbahce, didn't Fenerbahce. He? And yeah, and he planted, did. Yeah. planted, yeah. planted <laughs> <laughs> thought it was a good idea They planted the flag and it's uh, oh, great stuff from, uh, from Green Suna so well. I can't see <laughs> Callum Davidson planting the flag <laughs> in the middle of Galatasaray's ground, but yeah hope that uh, St Johnson and for all the Scottish teams next week because it's the first legs again they'll get positive uh, results to take into the second legs. because I said a wee while ago you know, we've got a chance of having five teams in European football between September and December. Why not? Let's go for it.
2: Magnificent. So, news coming out from Rangers, James Tavernier, the captain, and uh, who did so brilliantly for Rangers last season. He was top scorer for quite a time and then he was out for a period. So, to season ticket holders, there's a letter going out now from the club, and it's about racism and Rangers' stance on that. And uh, the news from James Tavernier is that uh, the Rangers players, here's what he says. This is why we will take the knee prior to our games this season. It's very simple, but we hope an effective gesture. It's a symbolic stance against racism. Nothing more and nothing less. At the start of each game this season and throughout the 90 minutes, please show the world exactly why you're a special fan base. Support every player who's proud to wear the badge of the club. Uh, He says, we're as strong as we can be. I cannot wait to hear your roar from the stands at Ibrox. But a good stand there from James Tavernier, the Rangers captain. And he was saying that every player of colour of Rangers last season received racist abuse online. That's sad and it's abhorrent, so... He's taking the right stand.
4: Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, uh, you know, good that there's clarity and, um, you know, Rangers have made it clear and they've explained why. So, you know, that's You've got to be um, transparent. You've got to to call this kind of stuff out. You know, you look at England, you know, just, you know, three, four weeks ago, you know, you, you've, you've got Saka, Sancho, mm-hmm. um, Rashford, you know, just you, disgusting, yeah. absolutely um disgusting so, and obviously you
2: know, the Kamara situation last season which he also yeah. I'm just looking at I've just been handed this but he says one of our own players who received sickening abuse on the pitch racist abuse racism is a problem in football and uh, that's inarguable it certainly is we're against all sorts of I mean yep. we should, we're all Jock Tamson's Bairns that old mm. great Scottish phrase but it should be true treat everyone well with a bit of kindness
4: yeah it's a game of football you're going to be yeah. entertained you're going to see your team tomorrow whether it's supporting Rangers or supporting Livingston be, again, I don't think there's a way fans are allowed to to, to go to the games at the moment. But yep. um, yeah, just enjoy the football and behave yourself. Sure, that's not too much to ask for.
3: Davy, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what would be interesting though, Paul, that, that Stephen Gerrard has already tried to play Nathan Patterson and, and James Tavernier in the one team, and that'll be interesting to see whether he, he, he develops that as the season goes on. Tavernier playing on the right side in a more advanced position to try and accommodate young pa- young Patterson who I think is going to be an absolute
2: star. It's a huge, it's a happy uh, conundrum for yeah, him probably yeah. because he doesn't like to change the system. It's worked so well for him.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I I, I think Steve Clark should have thrown Nathan Patterson into the Euros. I think it's good enough. No disrespect to Stephen O'Donnell, but I, th- I think young, young Patterson is
2: it's a bit like Billy Gilmer in that mm. I think he's going to go at the very top. So he should have played him more. Given He only had a few minutes, didn't he? didn't play he for long, late, didn't, didn't he? Too late in the game. Not enough. Yeah. And look at Billy Gilmer. Do you agree with that, Mark? Or do you disagree?
4: No, I, I think certainly... Go and disagree. This, well, <laughs> no, I think this season, yeah. um, Nathan Patterson, uh, sooner rather than later, will be a regular uh, first uh, choice pick. And it could well be that he dislodges James Tavernier. But I think he, the expectation inside Irox is that Nathan Patterson as a proper player and is first team ready
2: by a distance and he could replace the captain displace him it, it depends what for
4: goes I think from the outset Stephen Gerrard will try and find something that gets both of them into but if you need to revert back to it, what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised to see Nathan Patterson mm. emerge as a first choice right back sooner rather than later
2: here's Stephen Gerrard speaking about tomorrow's match 1.30 kickoff. off 23,000 fans is Livingston
5: Davey will he'll them. have them fired up, he'll have them well organised, well drilled. Um, I remember a text message conversation I had towards the back end of the season when he was desperate to be the first team to beat us um, and take that invincible record away from us. So I know he'll be fired up, he'll be ready and he'll certainly have his players ready as well. But um, I've got a lot of admiration and, and respect for Davey Livingston. Since I've come into this job, I've always been a, a tough challenge, home or away team that never lie down and we've got to respect the challenge that's coming our way tomorrow
2: Yep, what a remarkable job he did wasn't it? when he took over from Gary Holt Mark and uh, especially that spell was it 13 games undefeated
4: Yeah, it had a really good spell um, Paul just after taking over from Gary Holt and then kind of sort of maybe two or three weeks before the League Cup final, you know, the, the terrific um, result beating St Mirren in the semi-final at Hamden and then just after that it just seemed to, to slip away and, and they never really recovered, they were pipped to to 5th um, to place in the league by by St Johnson the last day of the season so they want to get up and running change the, the structure there as well Marvin Batley now sort of player assistant manager or player assistant uh, head coach so a few changes there a couple of new players in they've lost Gemmanuel Thomas it would be a blow I thought he led the line for them well um, at times and um, I think Guthrie's away as well who was a solid central defender um, for them so yeah I, I think Livy will be one of those teams that will be if you thought they could be Eighth or ninth, I think I'm not saying they would be happy with that, but that's where I see them. But they might just they might slip below that and, and, and be involved in the what we we would normally call the, the relegation dog fight.
2: Mm-hmm. They certainly weren't last season, but at the start you may have thought that it's a big job, isn't it, for Marvin Bartley to play and yeah. be assistant manager. Yeah, um,
3: absolutely. I mean I, I think Livingston clearly punched above their, their their weight last season. I think I think it would be a struggle for them. J. Manuel Thomas will be a big loss, made made some signings that I'm not really familiar with the players but certainly Andrew Shinney is um, yep. will, will be a terrific signing for them but no, you got to hand it to them you know they, they, they're a
2: bit like Hamilton mm-hmm. every year we expect them to struggle and they, they prove us wrong until last season of course when yeah. sadly uh, the Ackies say that as a uh, Lanarkshire yeah, keep... man uh, going down last year I'm going to ask you your top we asked the top two What's the who's going to be top six and inevitably who do you think is going to go down this season? And um, that's a tough one to say. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. I like I ask that just about every year, but I'm not sure. I mean, last year, many people were saying St Mirren. I can hear the Paisley fans going. They were top. Just they missed yeah, out, yeah. as we know, by two minutes and one goal, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, top I think position. they've recruited
4: really well yes, in the summer. Yeah. I like the look of what Jim Goodwin uh, has assembled there. He's um, a proper manager, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's very, very good. And the signings um, that he's made are good, you know. Curtis Main and um, Alan Power and, and Scott Tanza, so I think he's, he's signed well. I, I can see St being right in the mix for the top six. Mm-hmm. Popford yeah. will
3: keep McGrath, that's the only thing. Yeah. That, yeah. It looks yeah. as if at least one will be going out the door. Yeah. It's almost as if Jim's trying to talk the money up mm-hmm. because he knows it's inevitable. Yeah, That's, that's the problem, but you're right, Curtis Main. I think, will do them a great
2: turn. Yep, we'll be following it right throughout the season. Who is uh, your top four let's say our top six for you Mark so Rangers to win second Celtic is it going to be Aberdeen Hibbs? are hearts going to be rejuvenated
1: what yeah, they Dundee I mean,
2: United?
4: yeah, yeah no, I, I think um, top
2: four then give me your top four
4: top four I'll St. go Johnson yeah I think I'll go Hibs and Hibs and St. John's. but again Paul not, not that I'm <laughs> sitting in the fence. Transfer a, 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 window. Yeah, it is, because yeah, I so, know. Much I, it's so much can happen. So much can happen in the next four weeks. But yeah. at the moment, as we kick off tomorrow, I'll, I'll go Hibbs and St Johnson.
2: But James, he's relentless. He wants to know, what do we think now? <laughs> but I mean, I do. I get it. We've got that. And you have, I mean, John Hartson last night, I was trying to press him on who was going to win it. And I kind of gave him that uh, out of saying, well, we will still got the transfer window. It'd have to be some window for Celtic. <laughs> but, you know, maybe it will be. Davey, for you, the
3: top four. Rangers Celtic, Aberdeen Hibs. I think Aberdeen will have a good season. I don't see anyone leaving Pettodrie between now and the close mm. of the window. Mm. I think Lewis Ferguson, I, I think he's now resigned to the fact that he's going to be an Aberdeen player. He's got to get his head round that and, and start doing the business again. I do think Hibs might lose one or two. I mean, Ron Gordon did brilliantly to, to keep yeah. the squad together mm. when the money was on the table for Portis mm. and Nisbet. Um But, you know, given the money that all of the clubs are losing, uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if Hibs can keep that score together. On Aberdeen, Scott Brown,
2: Lewis Ferguson could be a good combination. Yeah, I Didn't st- think we'd say that, Ferguson well, and Brown together.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And Ryan Hedges is like a new yeah, signing. Yeah. Um, J. Emmanuel Thomas, yeah. Declan Gallagher, great
2: mix of experience mm-hmm. and young players. But a big test for the manager Stephen Glass because he was out of our mind. He was away in America for a long time. He's a decent player, but he came a bit left field. But he's definitely the choice of the chairman Dave Cormack. He would what success for him? Do you think third place, nothing less?
4: Well, I think that Dave Cormack will be looking for that. Probably looking for a trophy as well, um, Paul. You know because now you look at well, you know St. Johnson winning two cups. So you know the chairman of Aberdeen, the chairman of Dundee United, the chairman of St. Murr, and the chairman the Hearts and Hibs will say, well we should be winning the cup. Well, why yeah. not? So He might be looking for a game actually. Dave Dave Corma. <laughs> ah well he's been going to look for the old shell suit out again. Um hasn't he? You know, training ground named after yeah. himself and stuff. So um yeah. yeah um <laughs> yeah, he certainly <laughs> likes to, to be to be hands on. Um, and he's got that relationship with, with, with Stephen Glass, where Stephen Glass would, you know. that's his boy isn't it we'd have have those conversations and be very open with each other
2: certainly that's his project isn't it back at Celtic so out of the Champions League already and facing uh, Jablonik, and next week it's uh, I was going to say it's going to be tough I don't know what I can say who's going to be the reporter shouting what's the mood in the camp the mood in the camp are you mad (laughs) Here's Ange Postecoglou talking about the latest signing. He's arrived. And you'll probably play tomorrow night, Carl Starfeld. Yeah, look,
0: he's 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 literally had one session for us. So he's an experienced guy. I've sort of said that oh, I think it's been a bit unfair the the pressure I've put on or, or exposed some of our defenders so far, some of the young ones who have done awfully well and guys like Dame Murray and, and Welsh even Anthony Ralston. So it's great to get some experience through the door. He's, um, you know, he's he's been playing a number of years at a very good level and, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing him uh, in Celtic colours.
2: And what about tomorrow and uh, after the other night? He was asked uh, about the next few hours.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Irrespective. Even if we had a one the other night, my view wouldn't have changed. We need to get off to a really positive start, both with performance and result. Everyone obviously will focus on the result, but for me, equally important, we've just got to, you know, put in a strong performance um You know, the league is, you know, where we can make the biggest impact over a course of a season. And, you know, that's where we need to be strong right from the first game. It won't be an easy one away at hearts and, um, you know, a good challenge for us. But absolutely, we need to get off to a strong start in performance and
2: in results.
1: The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.
2: Radio football show the final section don't forget we're on tomorrow afternoon 1 till 5 we kick off the brand new season Stephen Gerrard looking forward to the year ahead the Champions Rangers defending the title for the first time in a decade he was asked today about uh, the future what about uh, anybody coming or going he spoke about Connor Goldson not
5: sure, I'm not sure that report's true uh, I'm not aware of the report um, myself and Connor, as I said a couple of weeks ago got a really strong relationship Connor's in a good place. He's really happy and settled here. Um, there's nothing to report on Connor's contract situation at the moment, but there's certainly no panic or worry as far as I'm concerned. Um, what will be, will be. And um, when the time's right, um, I'm sure Connor will be ready to sign it. About
2: an extension of the contract, but it's still got a couple of years to go, Mark, hasn't it, on uh, Connor Goldson?
4: I, well, I, I'm one, one to mm. go, I think, possibly. Okay. I'm not sure. It might be two, Paul. Okay. I, I thought one. But I, I don't think there's a concern I think they're, 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 they're quite relaxed both the player um, and the manager as I said from what I gather Connor Golson very very happy at Rangers and his family very very settled in Glasgow
2: We're going to go back on the lines but first let's hear from Ange Postacoglu speaking about tomorrow night's match against Hearts?
0: I'm still on the same planet, mate. I haven't come from outer space. so I kind of know. You'd be surprised how much I know about Hearts. It's got a strong Aussie connection, mate. There's a lot of good... I'm a gown, Paddy Kisnobo. I can go back that far. I know Hearts very, very well. And you know, obviously, they, you know, they're a big club and they obviously dropped down, but have come up and... and it's always a, a good contest. And, you know, we're preparing for it the same way. But you know, you can ask me that question every week because it'll be my first time doing it against every opposition mate. So that's okay. Um, we're well prepared, and, and not just me, but the staff are well prepared. I mean, followed them through the preseason, so the players will have all the information they need.
2: Hope that wasn't your question, Davey.
3: Brilliant <laughs> <laughs> no, answer, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Yeah, I, I love the yeah. I love the way he calls it as he sees it. You know, yeah. and that's why I don't think he's going to take any snatch from mm-hmm. anyone. Anyway.
4: Mark? He's good value. Isn't that, it? I, yeah. it, Paul, I think it was on the show with you tonight that he, he was officially paraded at, at Celtic Park. We you were the first to person to, and, to mention his name? Yeah, and, and yeah. we watched him.
2: You couldn't pronounce that. it too I, well, I
4: couldn't but either it of us. Well, we, we got their name, <laughs> we, yeah. the, we got the story out. But. Um, He's infe- now, I don't know if he's going to win games of football that's what it's all about being the manager of Celtic but in terms of his personality I think he's infectious he's the kind of guy that I would say a, I would, uh, he would want to play for yeah. and also B. he would love to go and have a pint with um, as well so he ticks mm-hmm. those boxes but ultimately it's about winning games of football
2: Right here's somebody who is happy because he's a season ticket holder at Celtic who has uh, been successful in the ballot so he'll be going to the match next weekend it's not Saturday as everyone knows now because it's uh, Champions League's gone so it's going to be uh, the Sunday game Game against Dundee, but Terry on the line from Burnside. Terry, congratulations!
9: Oh, very happy to come back to a game of football. Can't
2: wait. What's it been like? I mean, it's a hard question for a Celtic fan to say what it's been like. Uh, well, uh, we know. Well, but but missing last season at least, I was sure. able to hide behind my couch when I was watching <laughs> yeah,
9: instead yeah. of being in the stadium.
2: Yeah. Uh, but everyone's missed going to the football, haven't we? What's What's your ritual on the day? What do you do?
9: Uh, probably just walk up to the game with my, my other three mates
2: and that's about it. maybe have a couple of weeks i just missed having that in
3: your life kind of thing so I'm uh, looking forward to it yep. Just the same as us the reporters It's <laughs> so a whole day so it's not just 90 it? minutes a it whole day isn't yeah. it it's the supporters it's a ritual get yep. up at the same time put on their shoes in a certain order and <laughs> It's true you know,
2: all, wow. all the superstitions.
4: Do you See, want a potato scone with your own sauce? Exactly. <laughs> Seeing the
2: depths of of lockdown, somebody was on, and we're speaking with Barry and Davey and they were talking about the ritual of going. And you, re, you really did begin to think, God, I've not done that for what's well, a year and a half. Yeah. This is incredible. It's absolutely brilliant, Terry. Back to the well, football running. on planet Earth. <laughs> what about your manager there? That was a good answer, wasn't it? I'm on. A, I'm not another well, planet, wait, mate. Uh,
9: well, I, 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 good, he's obviously an experienced guy with the press and that as well, so uh, he speaks a good game, but as Mark says, you need to, you need the winning games up here as well, so uh, that could all change very soon, so we'll just need to
2: see. Terry, what is your point, caller, for this coming season? Well, I'll say it once and only once. Yeah. Yeah.
9: Before we start, i was like to just say, Mark, towards the end of last season, I some. to uh, Barcars could possibly be a different player under a different manager, uh, so I'd like to apologise to Mark for that.
4: You don't, yeah. you don't need to apologise, yeah. and, and it's nothing personal against uh, Barca, because you know you don't, wish, don't want to see any player not doing well, and particularly goalkeepers. Um, no, but I, I just think you know the, the ev- you've got to base it on the evidence, Terry. And unfortunately for Barca and for Celtic, there is no evidence to suggest that he is a title-winning goalkeeper. And as I said half no. an hour or so ago, Celtic, you know, the, 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 you know the the best part of fifty million quid up in this calendar year, thanks to. Uh, the sales of Frimpong and Ayer, and um, generosity of the Celtic fans like yourself—you know, pledging thirty million yeah. quid in season tickets over the next um, ten months. So, if the right goalkeeper became available at six, at six, seven, eight, nine million pounds, I would spend it on him, Terry. It's so important, and you only oh, need to no, look no, at what you know—Craig Gordon and Fraser Foster brought to Celtic. What Alan McGregor's brought to Rangers. Never underestimate the importance of having a proper goalkeeper.
9: I totally agree. It's the most, it's the most important position, and then I think, arguably, in the last twenty years, these are the worst set of goalkeepers we've had. Mm. Uh, but my other, my other point is about uh, is it I can't, how to say his name is it Puro Hashi?
2: Yep, he's coming. He's yeah, number he eight. Yep,
9: number eight, and obviously he's in good condition because he's midway through his season, so there should be. I, I think if he's if he's back and go up here tomorrow and in Edinburgh he should be starting again. never mind coming off the bench and this may no be popular but I think he should be right in ahead of Tumble because I just think Tumble for me at the moment is looking so sluggish he's taken about three, four touches trying to try and pass the ball uh, seems to be knackered after about 60 minutes and I just don't think he's offering much at the moment and overall in pre-season and whatever and I've probably seen a couple of competitive have probably seen two competitive matches but for me
2: He's not cutting the mustard. Davy? Is
3: that fair? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure Celtic have enough strength and depth to leave him out. I think that would be the problem. I know. There, there's nothing wrong with leaving a young player out. And David Turnbull's still at an age where he will have dips in form. And hmm. you know, if you've got a strong enough squad you can certainly bring someone else in and give him a rest. But I just don't think I don't think Celtic can at the moment. And I also think Turnbull is a proper player. If he's got a fitness problem, that can be sorted. If He's got a form problem that can be sorted. If
2: he didn't have ability, that couldn't be sorted. But he's got loads no. of ability, Mark. Where do you stand on uh, David Turnbull, who's seen as you know one of the up and coming players for Celtic and Scotland?
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it may well be you know the fact he was involved in the Euros and Terry, and then you know he was really good, he was one mm. of the kind of shining lights for Celtic um, last season. And bear in mind, you know, the injury problems he's had, the serious mm. injury, he's a kid, you know, it might just be he's having that weed that it's maybe just a a bit of frustration there as well when he's looking around and thinking, "My goodness, what's what's going on here?" Um, so you put all that in, 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 into the mix. Um, I think there's there's bigger things, more important things that need to be addressed other than than David Tummel Because David, as David Proven said, there one thing that's not in doubt. It might not be in the greatest of form at the moment but he's got plenty of ability and as long as you've got that, then Ange postiga has got something positive to work with.
2: Mark, any word on the sending of Aurelio Buta from Antwerp? It's gone quiet in the last day or yeah, two. The, 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 yeah,
4: the right backs are, are, yeah. are certainly... You know, and But we just, you know, as I say, the, the money should be there. You expect the money to be there, but you don't know what's happening. You don't know if if, if if the player or his representative are looking at it saying, well, hold on, let's just wait and see if Celtic get into the Europa League because they don't want to go there if you're not getting some kind of, of European um, football... George Baldock
3: um, would have been a good signing Mark a really yeah, good but, signing but
4: what's he David though? At, at least 7 or 8 million I know I'm saying I would spend that in a goalkeeper would I spend it in George Baldock I don't know if I would but mm. I, I get you He's quality but I think there'd need to be a big shift in the asking yeah. price from Sheffield United
2: Terry what's success for you this season realistically we're, still, we're
4: still
9: Celtic it's not as if we should be no aiming for the title here at mm. the end of the day I know we're in a, a bad place but uh, come the end of August, when the transfer window shuts, we might be in a, a far better place. So, we're just going to need to take each game, take, as I know it's an old cliche all, but one game at a time. Mm. We just need to start winning games and winning fans back because everybody's obviously disjointed and maybe not as united as they should be. But, I mean, we're not bad. We can't be that bad.
4: Mm-hmm. I think so Starfair I mean? will be a good one, Terry. I think uh, Starfield, you know, you, you look at him as good with, with Johan Miyobe in the programme a couple of weeks ago who said, you know, Johan knows him well and said right. two, of the, two of the biggest ingredients that he's got, he's got pace and he's aggressive and, and, and Johan said that he kind of reminds him of a kind of Olaf Melberg um, type, so when you look at that kind of defender I would describe him as a, a Martin O'Neill type defender and I think that's exa- exactly what Celtic are looking for just now so I think Starfield will make a big difference.
0: Yeah, look, he's 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 literally had one session for us, so he's an experienced guy. I've sort of said that oh, I think it's been a bit unfair the the pressure I've put on or, or exposed some of our defenders so far. Some of the young ones who have done awfully well, and guys like Dame Murray and, and Welsh, even and Anthony Ralston. So it's great to get some experience through the door. He's um, you know he's he's been playing a number of years at a very good level, and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing him uh, in Celtic colours.
2: Davey, so the season gets underway tomorrow. Yeah. How important? Take Europe out of the way, because often, you know, everyone's out by Christmas anyway. It's kind of forgotten about whether it's Champions League, Europa League or whatever. The league itself, the title. Um, how important is this start for the next few hmm. couple of weeks? For, for, so for, for.
3: Porstokoglu? Yeah. Absolutely huge. I mean, ready to lose the first two games. The heat that is currently on the board would be transferred to coglu I mean, we saw that with Vim Janssen. Um, who stopped 10 in a row but lost his first two league games and there were Celtic scarves being thrown onto the track. It's such an emotional city and I don't think Postacoglu, with all due respect, given his experience, knows what he's coming into. If he wins the first couple of games, he buys himself time on the training ground, buys himself goodwill with the supporters and maybe a bit of leverage with the board to try and get some money
2: off them to, to strengthen the side. Terry, thanks for phoning in.
9: No worries lads, cheers. Cheers,
2: cheers. Terry, Weekend. thank you. Oh Terry, and tomorrow night, done, uh, the match with Hearts, what's your prediction? Oh it's got to be one to
9: know,
2: Tottenham Hotspur 5-4 games isn't it. 5-4 <laughs> <laughs> Celtic, I'll tell you, that'll do the uh, everyone watching oh, okay. as well. Right. Cheers Terry, always and always enjoy the match wide. a week on Sunday, where he will be at the games. So we've heard from Ange Postacoglu, we've heard from Stephen Gerrard as well, who's talking about this year and pressure, and you know, what he's thinking about things. No
5: one's talking about pressure. In, in this environment, everyone's, you know, talking about the excitement, the excitement of, of going into the new season. Really looking forward to that. The challenges ahead, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we've got a couple of league games, an important cup game domestically, uh, which we want to get, really get off out the blocks quick and start the season domestically very well. And obviously, sandwiched in amongst them, important games is. Two massive uh, Champions League qualifiers. So I mean, what a time, what 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 a moment to be involved with this club. It's very exciting. So we very much see the pressure uh, as an opportunity, and we want to really embrace it and, and look forward to it with with excitement rather than fear.
2: And Ange Postecoglou looking forward to the match with hearts and the areas they they need to improve in, and he knows there's a lot to be done. The areas
0: of priority are, are, are numerous. Uh, I think in in terms of the goalkeeping position, where you know we've got um, two goalkeepers here who three actually who all sort of played you know significant parts of last year you know we need to get into a position where you know one of them is is going to be settled as, as a number one because you don't want to be changing the goalkeeper position too often If I think we can improve in that position then it's an area we'll look at um, but there's a number of priorities um, like I said we, we still need two or th- three significant additions to the
2: team that I believe can help us um, you know become the team we want. Ange Postacoglu, Stephen Gerrard. That's the two hours gone. Davey, we'll see you tomorrow at one. Looking forward Craig to it. Yep. One till five. Sound of Saturday afternoon. Uh, and Mark, enjoy the matches tomorrow. And we'll Thank see Paul. you on Monday with Barry. Yeah, looking forward to it. Cheers, Paul. Stevie Lennon's coming up after the news.
1: The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.